Salutations and Ave. Welcome to Babylon Rising, a show about witchcraft, sexuality, and creativity. It's me, your host, Jothian, and I am very happy to be back with another episode. Say more to everything than following a bunch of old rules. Say more to everything than following a bunch of old rules. Old rules. Say more to everything than following a bunch of old rules. Before we further explore the main subject of this episode, I would love to remind you to, if you can, please support the hard work that goes into making an episode of this show by either donating a few dollars a month to the podcast Patreon page, that being patreon.com forward slash Babylon Rising, or instead by leaving a rating and review on iTunes. iTunes reviews really do help others find the show, so the project of Babylon Rising can continue to grow, and this show really wouldn't be possible without the support of really generous listeners who leave reviews and also support the Patreon page. Thank you. The subject of this episode is going to be on the many meanings of Satan. I myself am a practicing Satanist, and quite frankly, that can mean many different things. That can mean almost anything, (laughs) Uh, but I like to listen to what other Satanists are doing and thinking in their practices, and it inspired me to create this episode so that hopefully through the contemplations here, um, maybe you, dear listener, can get a sense of the possibilities in Satanism, and if you so choose, um, gain inspiration that can help you deepen your own satanic practices. Now, this is not really meant to be a history lesson, but I do think it's important to provide some kind of context so that you can sort of get your bearings around certain ideas a little more easily. And so I will begin us by saying this, that Satanism as we might recognize it today um, owes a lot to the works and efforts of one Anton LaVey, his peers, and his allies in their creation of the Church of Satan. Now, of course, Satanism before then isn't really any kind of Satanism we would really recognize um, because it didn't really exist in that kind of way. You know, of course, there have been mythologies of Satanic religious practices perpetuated by various Christian sects to perpetuate their own interests. Um, and so there have, of course, been folk practitioners who have drawn upon those mythologies for their own folk practices. 
because people have pretty much always recognized the power of the taboo. Um, And of course, um, another place we can look to for, you know, pre-Levain Satanism, Satanism, although that's, again, a bit of a misnomer, but there have, of course, been uh, grimoires and magical texts uh, that have existed for quite a long time, detailing the advice and instruction for communing with dark forces and taking advantage of their power for your own ends. So many things have existed that, I mean, we might retroactively call some kind of Satanism or that Satanists might draw heavy inspiration from, but it's not really Satanism. Those things are not it wouldn't be fair to call them Satanism. Then, of course, we get the Church of Satan, and we get the works of these people who want to cultivate the age of Satan, and they create their great Satanic ideal. Um, of course, their Satanic ideal being their conception of Satan, because the Satan of the Church of Satan is atheistic in nature and so is meant to be entirely symbolic of these people's spiritual, philosophical, political ideals. These ideals being very inspired by individualism and the works of Ayn Rand, which I'm sure that you can guess that's something that I would have an issue with. The Satan of the Church of Satan also being supremely interested in anti-Christianity, for better or for worse, also interested in, you know, anti-ultra-liberalism. You can, you, you know, we can guess what that means, right? Um, this Satan is also very interested in a supreme people, um, because as part of LeVay's philosophy, that's what he was interested in. He was interested in elitism and some people being inherently in all ways better than some other lesser people, and those greater people, um, having precedence over those lesser people um, in perpetuating themselves. Um, From what I remember in my reading, LeVay uh, was also a supporter of eugenics, which, I mean, that's not surprising, considering all that I've just said. Now, um, I don't say any of those things to, like, be mean or uncharitable. I... I'm pretty sure in the introduction to this episode, I mentioned that I myself identify as a Satanist. Um, And I'm pretty sure I also mentioned that that looks different. That means a lot of different things for different people. Now, I think the more agreeable parts of this Satan um, and the ideals he represents are, of course, ideals of self-determination and, you know, freedom from puritanical sexuality Um, And those are great, very tasty ideals, but I mean, they're paired with all of these um, greatly not tasty ideals. 
of course, I mean, this is the inception of Satanism as we would be able to recognize it today. And that is true in pretty much all ways, um, considering that the people who were a part of LaVey's Church of Satan, and we have to say it that way because LaVey was very interested in perpetuating his own philosophical ideals. You know, you very get you very much get the impression that the Church of Satan is not necessarily a collective of many people's ideals. It's it's LaVey's brainchild with the support of his allies willing to make it happen alongside him. Eventually, um this doesn't continue to entirely be the case because plenty of people spin off from the Church of Satan and create the various strains of Satanism um, that we can see today, uh, and the various Satans and visions of what Satan is and what Satan can be that these various strands have um, come up with. I'm sure you are maybe familiar with some of those groups, uh, and maybe there are some that you are uh, substantially less familiar with. The Temple of Set being founded in the years preceding the founding of the Church of Satan and being created by people who have direct connections to the Church of Satan after having spun off from that group. You also get more contemporary and more well-known groups like the Temple of Satan, uh, of which many people are a member and has its own type of satanic practice. Um, that is still, of course, a part of this, like, I mean, short, long, I don't know how you would put that, but this satanic lineage that I'm sort of, sort of outlining for you here. You also have some more obscure and troubling groups like the Order of the Nine Angles, which, I mean, I'm going to talk about these these Satanisms that I've just brought up. But what I'm trying to get at is how quickly different types of Satans uh, start cropping up, um, but also this like weird sort of like uh, individualist through line in like most Satanisms. Getting into the Temple of Set and what these Satanists, Setians, I mean, I'm going to, from this moment forward, call them Setians because their religion um, is revolving around this figure of Set. I'm still going to talk about them here, though, because they are, like, the direct result of some dissatisfied members of the Church of Satan. And so they are still part of this um, spiritual lineage, if you will. So, Setians. Setians have the figure of Set, who is a sort of Promethean figure who gives human people the gift of discernment and enlightenment. Put another way, is that Set gives all people the gift of the Black Flame. Something very important to keep in mind when 
talking about like Satan is that all of these visions of Satan that people and organizations and temples have come up with over the decades are sort of um, also always drawing upon like Western esotericism more broadly. And so in the case of Satanism, uh, the true name of Satan is revealed to uh, Michael Aquino, the creator of Satanism, uh, is this true name is revealed to be Set. And so this is, of course, drawing upon like Egyptian mythology, broader and Western esotericism, and mysticisms, and this is something to always keep in mind that like as satanism like evolves and grows it's like also drawing on past satanisms um contemporary magical trends and also western esotericism like more broadly which is very interesting to see i like the ideal of the black flame personally and i love satan as this Promethean figure, um, and I think this is also something that a lot of other Satanists feel really connected to. Uh, we also have Satanism to thank for the project of self-deification. Um, this is where you could say that Satanism really took the idealism of, um, or did I say idealism? I meant to say individualism of the Church of Satan and really runs with it in creating this whole practice and project of self-deification. Actually, before I get more into that, I'd just like to say that in Satanism, Satan or Set is the one true God. So it is um, quite monotheistic from that perspective. Uh, back to the project of self-deification that is something that is certainly not a universal satanic ideal. You're going to find uh, almost just as many people who are invested in it as you're going to find people who think it's completely stupid um, and doesn't make any sense. The end game of self-deification being a kind of immortality I think that now is honestly as good a time as any other on our little jaunt around various satanic beliefs to discuss the very contemporary satanic temple. The satanic temple, uh, from what I understand, was founded by these two dudes, uh, Lucian Graves and Malcolm Jerry. The Satan of the Satanic Temple being atheistic in nature, uh, similarly to the original Church of Satan. As far as the other beliefs that make up the Satan of the Satanic Temple, um, if I were being uh, lazy or uh, feeling slightly uncharitable, I would say that they are essentially the same beliefs as the Church of Satan, but, like, sound more progressive. That's what I would say if I was feeling in a certain type of a mood. Because, honestly, there is a very similar focus on 
the individual person uh, having precedence over any other configuration of person or people. And that's very Levian. And the same reason that the Satanic Temple as an organization supports progressive ideals is the same reason that they occasionally support not very progressive ideals uh, because individual people have precedence over, you know, collectives of people. The purpose of this episode is to give people insight into different meanings of Satan and not to like be like a news broadcast or to just be getting into drama. Um, but if I'm being honest here, I don't know where I feel comfortable drawing a line of like drama versus like where am I like getting into the Satanism of the Satanic Temple because the Satanic Temple and its founders and some of its members have been involved in various uh, controversies um, from a lot of different directions that I encourage you to read about on your own time uh, because I don't plan on like doing a deep dive on onto the satanic temple at least not in this episode and maybe not anytime soon what i will say because it is relevant to uh this discussion about satanic beliefs is this the satanic temple um as an organization is very interested in uh one's rights to do as one might please. Um, And that is something that can easily be taken advantage of or weaponized against more marginalized people uh, to our detriment. That, you know, there's a reason why people are constantly talking about, like, why is the Satanic Temple so white? Um... And there are reasons that people complain that the Satanic Temple is not invested enough in anti-fascism. The reason for all these things is that the interest of this type of Satanism is like most types of Satanism, or at least most types of Satanic organizations that you can learn about, is in an interest of individual members, usually the founders, Uh, to do what they would like to do, uh, usually excluding other types of social context, which ends up making a lot of these, like, traditions trend conservative or reactionary. And speaking of conservative or reactionary Satanism, let's discuss the Order of the Nine Angles. Now, the Order of the Nine Angles, or the O9A as it is sometimes called, is a decentralized, satanic, neo-Nazi, hate, I mean group in quotes because it's decentralized, Um, and I don't know what to say about what they believe about Satan because it is a group that is explicitly fascistic in nature, and so it is uh, very incoherent. and nonsensical. And it is 
worth bringing up in this conversation about um types of satan that you might encounter because i think this is like the natural conclusion of satanism that isn't explicitly anti-racist and explicitly uh anti-fascist you know so much of what satanism is and what satanism has been for a long time has been either explicitly or implicitly welcoming to fascism i will say this about the order of the nine angles from what i can barely understand about their very confusing beliefs um which i mean very fair to say they're not monolithic uh because this is a very decentralized group but i'll say this from what i understand there is an investment in the ideal of satan being a destroyer who wants to destroy reality and sort of reforge it into a perfect nazi paradise i guess i'm being uncharitable because uh why would fascists deserve my charity they do not um but i i wanted to bring that up because uh i think we can prop up this satan uh, alongside some of the other Satans we've discussed here, the multitude of Satans that we have discussed in this episode, there being the Levian Satan, the Satan who is the perfect individual, who is the supreme man over the lesser man. We have the Set who is the Prometheus who gives to people the gift of discernment, but who is not a deity who rules over us or who we worship, but who guides our ideals. We have the Satan of the Satanic Temple, who is uh, the like woke version of Leve- the Levain Satan, who is, uh, he, he just says justice, a lot more times and he nominally believes in abortion rights (laughs) and we have this you know nazi satan who is the destroyer of worlds ready to um i mean i don't i was about to like really get get deeper into this like destroyer satan of the 09a but like i'm i'm not I'm not in the mood for that. And I don't know if you are either. So let's move on and say this. Um, Although I've discussed a number of different organizations and their satanic ideals, I want to stress that Satanism, um, one of its like stronger characteristics that has uh, survived through each permeation is a sense of uh, individual people Uh, making choices that make sense for them. It just so happens that the individuals founding these groups uh, happen to be a very certain type of person. But that does, at least inadvertently, leave room for people to do really interesting things with Satan in their lives, in their religion, in their communities. Um, And I think that's as much worth exploring as this, I mean, somewhat grim history of Satanism. 
many people who are not fascists or Nazis or align themselves at all with those types of people can find a sense of beauty and even the seeds for a liberatory philosophy in mythologies surrounding the religious and mythological character of Satan. Many people recognize the weaponization of the figure of Satan against various marginalized types of people and recognize the power in reclaiming a symbol like this for themselves. And that can be a part of many different types of people's spiritual or religious practices. In the figure of Satan can be found an icon to those who fight for the right to their existence against all odds. In the figure of Satan can be found a neo-pagan god of love of life and of existence and all that that can entail, pleasure, beauty, suffering, sadness. And of course, in the figure of Satan can be found a god whose gift to humanity is one of discernment and critical thinking. People contain multitudes, and Satan reflects that to us in the many interpretations of their power that we can see that people have divined. Something that I hope that you, dear listener, get from this episode is that Satanism is very complicated in a way that extends beyond the binary of atheism and theism, and that that binary is um, not very helpful in actually understanding different types of satanic belief, and that many different Satanists themselves and organizations that Satanists have been a part of have done a lot of different things to form their own satanic theologies. I haven't exactly gotten too personal on this episode yet, but I guess I will at this point in time say that personally, as someone who began my interest in religion in general, uh, from the perspective as an occultist and as a magician, and then as someone interested in demonology and grimoire magic, uh, I wasn't the most invested in Satanism for a long time. However, it's, it is a like religious uh, identification which has come to mean a lot for me as I've sort of fleshed out what I think about demons and what I think about magic and religion that explores the potential in uncovering darkness Let's explore the mysteries inside of us, inside of ourselves and our communities, and maybe through exploration and understanding, we can make great change for the better of all so that all people can be more free to 
live as themselves alongside others. For me, this means that Satan embodies a Saturnian power in my life where Satan stands at the gates to the outer reaches of our understanding and encourages us to step forth and explore what might be an unending and incomprehensible darkness in pursuit of greater understanding and compassion. That is just some of my own explanation from my experiences and spiritual explorations so far on my own journey, and I'm sure that you have your own or will eventually have your own through your own studies and experiences. I say this at the end of many episodes, but this will certainly be a subject that I return to exploring different satanic religious beliefs because there is a lot more I could have said about the history, about some of the beliefs, and how they have manifest themselves in contemporary occultism and spirituality. And on that note, we have reached the very end of this episode of the show. If you have any questions or concerns, you can find me on Instagram where I basically live. My Instagram page is called venus.libidna or you can always email me at babylonrisingpodcast at gmail.com. Both of those are always linked in the episode show notes. Thank you so, so much to all current patrons for helping to support the show. If any other listeners feel inclined to do so, uh, why not support the show yourself by leaving a rating or review on iTunes? Those help the show a lot. Or if you have some spare change, which I mean not everybody does, you can donate a few dollars a month to the Patreon page where you get early access and bonus episodes. Any support provided, including just listening and enjoying listening to and enjoying the show, uh, keep Babylon Rising on the internet being produced by me. Any links that I mentioned that may have interest you are always in the show notes, so check it out if you feel drawn to do so. Finally, until next time, I would just like to say Ave Babylon.